This is an Area Code podcast. I want to do the commercial. Here here we go. Okay. Yeah, let us do it. Yeah, let's do the commercial. Go. Bethany, go. you've re- you listened to Enneacast, <laughs> yeah. right? You know how this goes. Okay, yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. I love thy name. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Bethany. Hey, Richard. Do you... Um, <laughs> Heard, Are you a Christian? I heard you work at a. I I heard, I heard you work at a crisis pregnancy resource center. I prefer the term pregnancy resource center, but yes, I do. I'm sorry. I've. I please forgive me for the wrong. I forgive you. Uh, That's okay. Did you know that you can have an internship in Louisville, Kentucky, where you learn to do Wait, that? Probably. What? I think I could quit my job here <laughs> and go and do that for free over there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You could do it right now. So where do I sign up? Just pack up your U-Haul. Cool. That's so awesome because I love social justice internships. Okay. And Christian community. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> Are you gonna use that? This, this this belongs on your all's podcast. This belongs on your oh, all's podcast. Hi, I'm Richard Clark. And I'm Bethany Perkins. We can't stop talking about the Enneagram. So we decided to start a podcast where we get it all out of our system. We're not experts. We're just obsessed. It's no chill Enneagram. A safe space for Enneagram fanatics. And a really dumb idea for a podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of No Chill Enneagram. Bethany Perkins, how's it going? It's going great. Okay, but are you on stress or uh, are you on stress or stress path or the other one? I can't remember the name of it. I feel like you're asking me, are you on stress or stress? Are you on stress or stress? Are you integrating, you liar? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm in stress, okay? I'm yeah, stressed. Me too. me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm like trying to do all the things today and it's not working. I mean, it is working, but it's also like I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing things again. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing I am going to do again is probably talk to Jesse Eubanks um, and, <gasps> Me too. and Samantha Stevenson. They are the co-hosts of a little podcast we like to call <laughs> the Enneacast. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Hey. What's up? <laughs> What's up? You should uh, <laughs> you, you should uh, introduce us, you know, for our our podcast. You're good at it. Yeah, yeah. I will do that. He's great. Um, yeah. Th- so the the Enneacast is a podcast that started around the time ours did, and mm-hmm. literally to the point where we were like, "Oh wait, what day are we going to be on? Because they're going to be on this day, and we should be on this day." Yeah. We had to like do a lot of gymnastics just to make sure we didn't directly compete. With the Enneacast. (laughs) But uh, one of the reasons that we wanted to have you guys on... Well, first of all, we should say, go listen to the Enneacast from this week. It's probably already up, and it probably features us on it. Unless, like, Mm -hmm. their uh, funders shut it down or something. I don't know how how things (laughs) work over there. (laughs) It's okay. We'll do our best. (laughs) Probably it was fine. Go listen to that episode first. Go listen to that episode first. And then come back here. And now we'll tell you yeah. the real story behind the... The real juicy <laughs> gossip. The real gossip. Oh, my so God. So here's the deal. At the beginning of the last... At the beginning of the IndiaCast episode, um, I wanted to I wanted to discuss this a little bit um, because you refer to, like, the fact that we texted each other, like, around the time that we were working on our podcast. Um, and we yeah, both yeah. sort of mutually discovered that each other were working on, on the podcast. One thing I want to clarify is... These two sections of hosts. I don't know how to talk about us. There's two <laughs> sets of co-hosts that, is, that right. are communicating right now. And it's very strange. So <laughs> so me and Bethany are a four and a two. And Jesse, you're also a four. We're both four wing threes, which is very specific yep, yep. similarity. Um, yep. and, 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 both, and both married and both married to sixes. And married to sixes. sixes, That's right. We both have kids. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. We both have two kids who are 
the same distance apart from each other age-wise not geographically (laughs) (laughs) they're always four feet apart at all times do not come any closer (laughs) samantha you're a nine right i am here's where i want to start let's start at the beginning the origin story (laughs) of what we like to call the enneagram illuminati the enneagram anati that we really haven't we haven't ironed out <laughs> the, the Illuminatiogram. Illuminatiogram. Yeah, one of the. Uh, but it all started with that text in my mind. Uh, not because I just suddenly decided I was going to do an Enneagram podcast when you said you were, because <laughs> that would be evil and mean. But but because because it Dude, did, could you imagine that would be amazing? That would maybe be the proudest moment of my life if I'd done that. But I'm. That's terrible. commitment to an idea. <laughs> so, um, Jesse, when you texted me and you told me that, and then I told you that I was doing that, did you have a moment of like, honestly, be honest here, because I'm being honest and saying I did. Did you have a moment of, oh, crap? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. I literally, I read whatever you wrote me, and I, I think I turned to the person around me, and I was just like, oh, we are in trouble. This is not good at all. Uh <laughs> Because, because we both we both are fishing in the same yeah. pond, and we're about to release something that's going to be marketed to the same group of folks. And and and, and I was like, "This is bad." Yeah, it's a very specific audience mm-hmm. already, and so the fact that there's like two of the same similar, yeah, similar, yeah, so it was funny. But but then but then I listened to your alls, and I felt better. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, we can take these guys. (laughs) No, No, it was just like they're clearly very different. They are. They're just different animals. Yeah, they meet different needs. One of the main differences is you guys are actually like trained in the Enneagram (laughs) and like you can teach it like with legitimacy, and we are not. So you're really so. selling. You're really making us sound awesome, Bethany. So we're like, uh, we're like, you know, actors that ended up on Star Trek, and you guys are like the kids that go to the conventions and dress up in costume. <laughs> no, I would say. Okay, now I feel um, genuinely offended. Well, that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I would say you, you guys come on can... my show. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I say that you guys can skip a lot of steps. We have to assume that our audience knows nothing about the Enneagram, but from the get-go, you guys are like, hey, guys, this Mm. is our living room. We're all Ennea nerds, and we're just going to have a fun conversation about it. But we have to, like, think a lot more about, like, we have to be a lot more just general and broad and nuanced and explain a lot more and and teach, um, which is what we wanted to do. But I think that uh, different people can come to your podcast and actually uh, have more fun because it's already, like, Okay, I get it. I know what a two is. I know what a four is. Like they can just skip, you know. Yeah, Euros feels a lot more like we love listening to it because it feels just like you're hanging out with friends, like having a drink. Like it feels just like mm. a good, mm-hmm. like conversation. It's like you're just very like, chill. hanging with people. Yeah, like it is. It is chill. Like yeah. it's funny. It's called no chill. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys, <laughs> you know, are like super hyped up about your subject, but like there's just a mm-hmm. sense of like I don't know. We have to just do so much prep for every single episode, you know, to make sure that we're like teaching you know like every nuance because we get like there's consequences like if we fail to say something so like we started <laughs> oh off gosh. Like, right. like we we start we start we went from like the introduction episode into style number two and we forgot to tell people mm-hmm. well that's because that's the heart triad and so like yeah. we get emails and we get comments and people are like why did you do that like that doesn't make any where's sense number why one? did, yeah, why did number you start one? number one and we're like and, oh uh, shoot oh my gosh all the ones it was all the ones who emailed you <laughs> hey we didn't say that they yeah, were like you're yeah. doing it wrong one of the things that one of the moments of panic for us early on before your guys podcast launch was the the thing that uh, there was like a description somewhere that said fu- funny games and mm-hmm. we we're like oh crap yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I, I think I'm pretty sure I actually like I took a screenshot of that and I sent it to you and I was like, I'm <laughs> That's right, I remember that. But no. Well well there's it, enough room at the I, table for for multiple that's right. but I, I, Yeah, totally. They're, the reason I wanted to bring this different. up is because fours do have that competitive nature within them, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, definitely. Right. And uh, and yeah. it's definitely something you have to like decide to deal with <laughs> immediately. And that yeah. was like and that's why I really appreciated the way you guys 
I don't know, handled this whole thing in the way we have become friends because I feel like there are definitely people out there. Like, I don't know if you have this, Jesse, but there are the people that I am maddest at or that I dislike the most are people in my lane, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, totally. Yeah, sure. The, because sure. for a couple reasons. One, they're doing something I should be doing. Dang it. And two, uh-huh. two, they are doing it wrong. Like they are missing something in what they yeah. are doing. Yeah. And and so yeah. I struggle all the time with like appreciating people. I really should be appreciating like the people closest to what I'm doing. They're doing it well. I mean, let's just be honest. Like they're doing a fine job, <laughs> a great job. And I'm like oftentimes like, yeah, but I would have done it like this. So I, I'm excited wow. because yeah, I feel like yes. we never got to that level. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. No, no, no. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that there are. There are times where like, yeah, man, that four stuff kicks in and then you're like, because we're always looking for like, what's our unique posture, right? Like, where's my my exclusive space within this whole thing you know what's my take on this what's my you know in fact let's go to that how bad has it gotten guys um every week we ask our guests how bad has it gotten tell us why how your enneagram obsession has gotten way too way too terrible and you need to calm it down as Sufjan Steven would say on that one rap side project he did. <laughs> Does was, anyone get that reference? Probably not. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Nope. That was the most for statement that you're going to make this whole episode. You just referenced nope. Sufjan Stevens. Okay, that's obscure enough. His side rap project. like And one line from it. Like... Not even like the title right. of it, like one line from one. And here's the thing, and I love that guy. you go. I wonder who got that reference. Nobody yeah. got that reference, and you knew nobody was going to get that reference. <laughs> Shoot, He's calling you out. I feel seen. <laughs> um, how bad has it gotten? I would say, like, I feel like I wouldn't have been on the podcast if my enneagram, like, understanding and fluency and obsession wasn't already like at a high level. Um, so for us, is since we've launched the podcast, I've had people that. You know, I see, you know, frequently and that are just like, hey, how are you? How's it going? But now they've like started approaching me like, hey, like, I really liked that thing that you said on the podcast or like, hey, they want to start immediately talking about the Enneagram, which is cool. But it's so funny because I feel like we just skip like 10 steps into friendship. Like we're talking about like their family dynamics and their parents or their spouse. And I'm like, oh, like it's because we've you've built a relationship with me like via podcast. But actually, like you and I have never dialogued about this before, which is that's fine. But like it is it is kind of jarring if you like really do think about it. Like I tell Jesse, I'm like, man, it's so crazy how like when we just sit here and have a conversation, like people are actually like listening to that and they're benefiting from it and it's like so mind-blowing to me that it, yeah I don't like to think about like the platform or the like sticking our neck out and putting ourselves out there as a nine I need like a certain level of like being in my turtle shell so so yeah I would say it's gotten it's gotten pretty bad right okay okay so y- you guys you want to know the mm-hmm. truth you want to know one of the main reasons yes. that that we launched the Enneacast because I was exhausted yeah. from getting emails and texts from people saying, can we meet to talk about the Enneagram? And I was so <laughs> freaking tired of getting all of those emails and <laughs> texts that I was like, can we just make a podcast so that these people will stop calling me and texting all the time oh so I can like awesome. be at home and hang with my family? And the reality wow. was I was like, I can't do over coffee what you want. Like you need either the whole, you need the whole thing. Like I can't, Mm. I can't sit down with you for an hour and help you understand this really complex system. So part of, so, so for me, like how bad did it get? Like it got bad enough from people like always asking, Hey, can you talk? Which if you're listening, you're like, I shouldn't ask Jesse questions. Now I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, yeah, I got so many questions that eventually I was like, I can't take this anymore. We got to like, well, it's not a one hour long thing. Yeah. I think when you know about, when you first start learning about the Enneagram, you just like are, you need to talk, talk it out and you need to sit with somebody and talk it out. And, but it, it's true. Like you can't really go through the whole thing in like 20 minutes or an mm-hmm. hour or in passing. It really does yeah. kind of become a longer conversation. So yeah, it got so bad. We started a podcast about it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, what brought, what brought us here is that we are the ones wanting to talk <laughs> about true. it with people in our lives so much. And they're like, oh my gosh, shut up about the Enneagram already. <laughs> 
And we're like, we can't. And so I love that our whole strategy too is (laughs) we were starting with like people who 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 know about as much as we do about the Enneagram, and we're slowly Uh like upgrading Uh until we get to like (laughs) the the. I don't know the original Enneagram sages or whatever, like the monks in the uh-huh. in the in the mountains. That's who made the Enneagram, right? Monks yeah. in mountains. That's yeah. That was the name of their first <laughs> right. album. Yeah, yeah. That's that's their I album. Also, it's called Monks in the Mountains. <laughs> that's a Sufjan Stevens side project. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which yeah. of your? Uh, let's move on to our next segment. Let's do. Uh, which of your ten rules of the Enneagram are we breaking? You guys. Had this first mm-hmm. episode that was so, it, I you were attacking us on this first episode. Yeah, I felt personally. Oh, no. Yeah. If you yep. go back and listen yeah. to the first episode of the Enneacast, they list ten rules for the Enneagram, and immediately I was like, "You can't do that. That's not fair." Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we yeah. had your all's pictures hanging in the studio while we were yeah, recording we were that segment uh, to you. Yeah. Um. So shaking my head, I would say so. Like probably mostly just like the first five. <laughs> like okay, let's go down. Let's go down them and talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number one yeah. is don't yeah. Do you all have them? We we don't have. Them. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We've got them. Yeah, we got them to him. Uh, <laughs> all right. Good. 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 Don't sound him. like a yeah. crazy cult member. Mm, okay. You're you have broken you you've, you have broken that rule backwards and forwards. <laughs> but you've created a space for your cult to gather. Like. I think that when so we compound. made the rule, yes, it was like, about. don't just. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have like a compound um, called the, Enne- the No Chill Enneagram. I think for us, it was like, don't be the only guy in the room that knows about the Enneagram. Now, whether you guys do that in your personal lives, we have no idea. We do. But it, we if do, you're doing do. that, you've at least you've at least like put a, in a space <laughs> in time uh, for people to to approach and go to. So. I'll give you a half half point on that one. I will not. They broke the rule. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Can I ask? Um, can I ask a, a related question? Um, do you guys think we can make Enneagram slang happen? Yeah. Um, uh, I think any of fam is your best thing and so only far. Contribution. What yeah. about and I would, any num? Any num. That's any, gonna nope. happen, right? No. No. <laughs> uh, no. That no. sounds like something you would order at like a buffet. Yeah. Or something. It doesn't sound right. I'll or take like some a medical Indian-num. condition. Yeah. Or, or like, or like. Oh no, my. Yeah. Like. Oh no, my Enneanum's flared up. I got to go to the hospital. Like yeah. it doesn't sound right. You don't have to be. Gr- it's not Enneanum. <laughs> it's Enneanum. Enneanum. Oh, any. Well, that just doesn't sound like a, a word. That sounds like you forgot the second half of a word. Like it doesn't I sound was, like its own word. I was really against it at first, but I've come around. All right, number two, <laughs> don't weaponize the Enneagram. You mean like ranking the numbers from best to worst? <laughs> oh, shit. Guys, we promised we come. We came up with this list before we even heard an episode of your podcast. But it yeah, sounds you, you like guys, I doubt you, it. You guys, you guys are triggering Sam's like like peacekeeping right now. I'm so She's sorry. like she really needs to know that we're all okay. No, this are is we all still friends. This <laughs> is just a loving confrontation. Oh, yes. gosh, no such thing. So, I mean, how yeah. much do you disapprove of us doing that? Um, and did on we a break scale it? of one... Is that really weaponizing ranking? On... That's just truth-telling. Well, <laughs> no, me... so, I think... Okay, let's back up a little bit. <laughs> so, when I think the origin, the heart, the heart behind that rule is, again, more so in, like, your friendships, especially those that, like, aren't uh, super well-versed in the Enneagram, or if it is, like... I would say if in times of like real conflict or tension, like if if I'm like really upset and I and I just like put a throw a dagger of like, well, if you weren't such a this, this and this, then it wouldn't be such a big deal. Yeah. I think that that's where we like where I see the biggest weaponization come in. Mm-hmm. Not so much like just playfully mm-hmm. ranking, but also you guys ranked the numbers and nine was number one. So I'm going to always <laughs> affirm that list. Yeah, um, but, yeah. Yeah. Out of curiosity, where did where did the two fall on your list? Do you guys remember? I think like two was like Third? Yeah. Where and where did right. the where did the four fall? Yeah. Four was in the middle. Where was the four? Right, smack dab <laughs> in the middle. Okay, their fave space. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say that yeah. you guys put number eight as the bottom. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I think so. Okay, 
first of all, it's not you guys. It was pretty much just Danielle. <laughs> no, Bethany, you keep trying to detach from this thing that we I did. am detached from it. My list looks very different. Hold on a second. Just, did you just, just throw it. did you just throw your own guest <laughs> under the bus? Is that what just right, happened? You're not yeah. supposed to do that. You're not supposed <laughs> to do that. Okay, fine. Our list eights are at the bottom, but on my personal list, just admit it. You committed. One. You committed enneagram murder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and well, so, good. Like <laughs> the first, the first step is acceptance. What if you just tell someone like, what if I told Richard like, hey Richard, you are foring really hard right now. Can you stop? Is that weaponizing the that enneagram? Feels like you're weaponizing. <laughs> Yeah, I think you have to ask Richard. Like, on, I, I don't know. I think you guys have a friendship and you Enneagram is like a central, like uh, a pillar mm-hmm. of your relationship. So I don't think that it would be as yeah. bad if you were to like throw that at somebody who so maybe doesn't. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Like I, like, I think, and I think the same would be true for Jesse and I. Like Jesse can like, and if I hear Jesse talking about, oh, he's being such a four, like if he's able to like articulate that, then I feel like I can also articulate that. Yeah, but. Yeah. We also have known each other, and so I would say just use discernment if you're going to weaponize it. Yeah, the big thing is this. But here's but here's the biggest thing. The big thing is like, yeah, is that when when people stereotype each other because like our whole thing is mm-hmm. we for shorthand we say I'm I'm a individual number, but that's just not that's not truly accurate. Like we're all nine of these yeah. things. That brings us to number three, which is don't oversimplify it. Yeah. Yeah. And also Jesse and I are four and a nine and we love gray. We love nuance. We love that like vague. Like it is we can hold all of these things and it like they're all true. Like so we may be personally biased, but I think fours and nines can generally gravitate and be okay with gray and be okay with, you know, we are complex, we're robust. And I think other types may say like they're more black and white, like, oh, you're such a this, I'm such a this. Yeah. Such a nine thing to say. So really. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> wow have you learned nothing so far <laughs> no just kidding that's good no <laughs> one of the ways that you could say we oversimplify things is that we tend to type fictional characters everything is that bad to yeah. type fictional characters and if so how come the Enneagram Institute can literally write an entire paragraph of just a bunch of characters they just threw together probably over lunch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Dude, I don't, you sound so, so like like mad yeah about this sounds that. like that it's, was, do you want to talk of hey rich do you want to yeah. ta- do you want to talk about it we're mad about well we have a bone to pick with the enneagram institute in particular oh yeah because of any thoughts <laughs> yeah we yeah do. i don't i they don't read my sending Enneas us thoughts very anymore. mean emails every single day of our lives <laughs> keep hurting so my here's so here's why i think the here's why i think tv characters are okay and this is maybe my five stuff coming out because i know that a lot of times writers of television shows will refer to personality and psychology and all those things to actually build characters and build stories and narratives mm-hmm. and and think about if they're really trying to write mm-hmm. a person and get in the mind of that person, they need to know like what makes sense for this person to do. So I think that they're using yep. psychology. So we're just we're just guessing. We're just trying to read their notes. You know, I think so. That I think it's okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Okay, good. Because you guys also do that on yeah. your podcast. Yeah, and it's yeah. fun. Cool. <laughs> okay, good. I like this next rule. I think we agree with this one. I don't think we've broken it. It's not God, and yeah, it's I not know. scripture. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Glad you haven't broken that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys haven't uh, launched the cult the cult have, fully yet. Yeah. I mean, I don't think either of us are even going to pretend like we think the Enneagram is God or scripture. Um, I will use the Enneagram and try to figure out all the types of people in the Bible, but <laughs> that's about as far as I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Is that That's wrong? okay too, because they no, because they are real people. Like they probably had personalities yes. back then. So yeah, they are you know? real people. Totally. That's a good point. All right. Well, number five is it's not perfect, which I just fundamentally disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> what uh-huh. are we yes, doing yeah, here? Yeah. Is what are we doing here, guys? It is the answer to everything. I didn't say it was the answer to everything. <laughs> That's the difference between oh, yeah, it's I... not sufficient for life, but okay. it is. It is yeah, okay. Um. Inerrant. Infallible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. What do you think is not perfect about yeah, it, what's, you guys? Just tell us where it's where it fails. Where the Enneagram fails. Tell me one thing. I think the wings and arrows <laughs> stuff kind of breaks down. I yeah. think we're um, not sold on we're not sold on arrows, especially. Yeah. Really? And I think to their like oh, their gasp. <laughs> yeah, really. 
Yeah, just because, like, I don't think, like, when I am stressed, I always go to six. And when I'm feeling great, I always become a three. Like, I think that it's a little too reductionistic. And I think that we're more nuanced and certain. Uh, there are a lot of other factors, I think, that are going on. So, um, yeah, Wings and Arrows, it's a little... I mean, mm. we, like, we think it's important enough. We did an episode on it, and we tried our best to to go through all of the Wings and Arrows for all the different types. Um, and it's super helpful to, to think about, and I think it's interesting to, to think more, but... Um, yeah, we hold that one a little loosely. And I think, too, like, you know, we just like we evolve over time and uh, different numbers will will be higher in different seasons of life. So it's hard to just say, like, oh, I'm always I have Wait. always been a nine. I will always be a nine. Like, I think that I will. Yes, Did that is you true. Just like say we have different numbers through different seasons of life. Different. I think different seasons can pull out different sub numbers like uh, not your core peripheral, type. yeah peripheral numbers i think like you know oh, back okay. in co- like in college like my I'm three like, stuff Whoa, was that's like enneagram <laughs> blasphemy right there <laughs> we don't change numbers so let me ask like what do you i mean do you guys do you guys like the arrows i mean do you think that those are i true? love the arrows i'm mm-hmm. a big arrow fan honestly yeah i do too because <laughs> i also have an arrow tattoo unrelated <laughs> but you just like the idea of arrows conceptually yeah, like what is it? <laughs> yeah. Like what is it? I mean, I don't know. I just I don't find the arrows to always be observationally true. Like I look at, I don't know. I look at yeah. people's lives and okay. I'm like, sometimes it applies, but half the time it's not even close. Well, I think also like just our core type has ways of dealing with and experiencing stress. And so I feel I think some people just stay in their type like they may not necessarily move to that disintegration number when they're in Mm, stress. mm. Yeah, Yeah, I think I think the arrow stuff is more like it's more applicable on like a philosophical level. Like as a nine, it makes sense why if I'm already overwhelmed for that to like morph into like paranoia and indecisiveness because the six has some of that. But I think on like a practical. Oh, you Mm -hmm. can tell Sam's stress because she's afraid. Like, I don't think it's that cut and dry and I think that would be true for for most people I think like I've also learned how to cope with stress in other ways that you can maybe see on other parts of my score for example you know just I think that arrows is a fun thing to think about and to consider and like you're saying like our types have the capacity for stress and security and you know there are similarities between wings and arrows like nines are related to sixes sevens are related to ones in certain areas so so yes and no I would say it's Mm -hmm. it's a both and yeah situation that i don't know if that makes well sense. we'll just have to de- agree to disagree on that one i think the enneagram is perfect uh b- be honest with yourself that's number six <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah what about it <laughs> i would like to think we don't break that one or yeah. don't or don't be honest with yourself that's fine just be that's a okay. narcissist just lie to yourself that's cool <laughs> Whoa. They just gave us two options. Be honest with yourself or be a narcissist. So what's your point? <laughs> Number seven sounds like nonsense to me. <laughs> you you have all nine t- types inside of you. No, that's not nonsense. We were we were just saying that like on our episode <sighs> with Alan. What? No, we were saying the ideal is to go into the middle. No, no, no. We said, well, okay, maybe I was just saying this and you weren't, but that we all have all the types inside of us. It's just one is typically dominant. And oh, that's yeah. why. You did say yeah, that. That's why. And I said, she's been listening to the Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would say to nuance it a little bit more, I would say that it's more about like in a situation, I have options like I can either choose to be I can go about this in a way that would look like a nine I can choose to go about this in a way that looks like a seven I think that we have the potential like I'm not saying that I can just like switch in my brain I'm just saying like situations call like there are ideally we look at it as all nine types are all they're nine different tools and that as we grow and develop and change and are transformed more into the likeness of Christ that we are able to look at all nine tools as resources that we are that we're tapping into that mm-hmm. we're experiencing and enjoying and um but if like i would say like but if i'm in like autopilot or if i'm not actively thinking about what's happening or um how to approach the situation then i'll i'll have a default which is always the core type and i think that that's true mm-hmm. for everybody we have a default type but i think that sometimes we reduce our abilities to i can only i can live my best life i can be the best version of myself 
and it's only going to look one way. I can only achieve like what it means to be a peacemaker. But I think I could grow and develop other skills as well and also really like up my efficiency and up my uh, spontaneity. Like I think that I can take it. I can be inspired from the other numbers and and learn to see them in myself and not have to just like try to use the nine stuff all the time. So what you're saying is we we can make choices and we're not just genetically predetermined by our Enneagram number. Yeah, that's, I would. I, I just can't. I just can't. God, I can't. I would yeah. say, yes, we do have choice. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. Debatable. All right. <laughs> we'll agree. <laughs> we'll agree on that. Yeah. Find number. I'm going to go through these quickly because yeah. we got, we got other stuff one. to do. Eight is find a community to journey with you. I That's think we all doing. agree with that. Yeah. And that community is called No Chill Anything. <laughs> Number nine is uh, let God hold your story and your complexity. I like that. Sounds good to me. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> Number 10 is it will get worse before it gets better. Don't we know it? Don't we know it? Yep. yep. We'll talk about that a little later Testify. in the podcast. Let's have our next segment now. <laughs> It's called occultist symbols that can't be trusted. (laughs) (laughs) It's our fave segment. We need some context. We need some context for this one. Um, I guess some people are freaked out by circles with shapes in them and lines in them and stuff. Okay. Do you yeah, guys want so to talk here, a so, little bit about okay, so, this your yeah. experience, guys? So here, so here's the deal. Okay. So, so this week, uh, you know, th- during this time of recording, uh, there's an article that came out uh, uh, by a guy named, and he was raising some legitimate questions about the enneagram. We don't uh, say his name around here. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was an anonymous Only article in the posted. <laughs> He's Voldemort uh, to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he who must not be named. So. So okay, so here's so here's what happened. So I'm reading under the comments on the Gospel Coalition's uh, like Facebook page because I like to see train wrecks and I wonder what's going to happen in the comment section. But one person <laughs> did 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 post um, something to the effect of, "I don't trust anything that is a circle with unusual <laughs> shapes inside of it." <laughs> and here we are now and that leads us naming, to this moment in time yeah naming awesome. circles yeah. shapes so the i think one that really struck me is <laughs> the pitchfork logo does anyone know this pitchfork.com anyway oh yeah all, yeah i know i know what you're talking about yeah. arrows in it yeah yeah three arrows arrows pointing upward and it's like is oh. that a pitchfork is that a pitchfork Oh man! I don't know. That looks pretty satanic to me. Devils hold pitchforks, so I don't trust it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have one, Jesse? Sam said the other day, and I have to agree with her. Target. Yeah, target's very concerning. Yeah, if we're talking about Mm -hmm. circle occultic Mm -hmm. symbols that can be trusted, I would say Target is a cult that I am a longtime member of. Um, I also said Starbucks. Because their logo is circular. Oh, that one definitely. Yeah, yeah. Starbucks for that, sure. The Starbucks immodest logo it has a problem. Mm-hmm. I think in some yeah. cases, I think in some cases we need to be careful about uh, buttons. You oh, know, buttons yeah. are round, and I there's four mm-hmm. dots inside of them. I just, I just think we need to be careful. <laughs> I think we're getting close. Okay, to the now I'm looking at my pants and I'm getting freaked out. <laughs> You know what? This is one that no one will talk about, but <laughs> clocks, you guys. Oh, right? clocks. Dude, how they, do right? we know that time is just not witchcraft? It is. Honestly, you're right. right. Yep. Right. We yeah. can't trust. Who decided time? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. All the emojis. Who decided yeah. time is a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> how about this? Twitter profile pictures. I'm looking at Jesse's right Ooh. now, and I don't yeah. trust mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's probably a good judgment. Yeah, when things were square, no problem. But ever since they went to the circle, right? Problem. Problem. <laughs> problem. Definitely. Okay. Well, that was occultic s- symbols that can't be trusted. All right, we have our next segment. Are we ready? Um, Bethany and I drive each other crazy. Are you guys uh, doing okay? 
that's the name of the segment. Don't just laugh. We want you to answer it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so here's the background. We just did a lot of talk about conflict resolution on your podcast. And um, mm-hmm. we didn't really go into Bethany and I's relationship. But we are yeah. um, having... Uh, not a hard time, but we're having a time um, with each other's <laughs> deals. I'm so um, nervous just listening to fours, you all. As fours and twos. Um, so yeah. I think really what we'd like to talk about is what about each other? Like, uh, how are you guys doing, first of all? And then you can talk a little bit about what about each other's numbers drives you completely insane as collaborative partners. <laughs> should we share first? That feels like first. fair. Yeah, that feels yeah. fair. Um, well, I... Uh, Bethany. Well, okay. So Bethany often <laughs> we're squirming. I've tried to figure out how to frame this. I I, uh, I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> Tell me about your I have ideas, a Richard. Lot of ideas. Yeah, and one of the things that I do was I will get a hundred million percent excited about an idea, and then the next yes. day we'll be like. Eh, never mind. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to hey, do that uh, anymore. Hey, or Rich. Like, we'll just like standing in the middle of this tornado, like, wait. It literally, yeah, it feels like a tornado of creativity and ideas. And yeah. And meanwhile, and I'm just I'm just mad that she's harsh in my butt, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. totally. So, so here's here's my problem with what you're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. both the, both the people in the studio are staring at me and laughing because I am the same. Oh yes. <laughs> um, That's so awesome. I would I would say um I've been I've known Jesse for like over two years, and so I think like if that has been my experience, I like I know that about Jesse, and so I hold that as much like I'm o- I'm okay with it. I've learned that that is. Jesse and I, and I also think it's mm, like right. it's helpful to have coworkers down. who've worked with Jesse longer to say like oh that's just him having a bunch of ideas like our coworker said like he like she shared if you had her on the show she would have more I would think um but I think it was helpful to hear somebody say like oh like I had to tell Jesse that he could only give me three ideas in one day and I'm like oh okay like oh see <laughs> so see, I told Richard to please wait 24 hours after he comes up with an idea before telling me just to make sure that it still even is in his mind and therefore worth me thinking about. That's I think that's good advice for for people with a lot of creativity. Um, I respect Jesse because he knows like that work life balance is really important. And I think he values work life balance as well. So he'll He'll like if he does have a big idea, he'll say like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I like you can go back to your life." Like if it's he'll if he'll text me like after work hours, like he will have the idea and then he'll say like, "We'll talk about it later." And I think that I like I appreciate both because I understand like I'm similar. Mm-hmm. Like if it's in my head and if like as a nine, like I have you know just a lot of things that just kind of float in and out of my head, and I I want to hold on to that. And so I get why he would want to just like tell me before he forgets. Um, and so. But he also knows that, like, when Sam's not around, like, Sam's not thinking about work stuff. So he's able to to care for me in that way and say, like, hey, I get it. Like, we'll talk later. Does that hey, feel true? Can I, yeah, that, I think that feels. Yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. Wait, can I ask you guys a question? Mm-hmm. Sure. OK. So. Um, so, Bethany, is the frustration? Is it because uh, Rich like, has so many ideas? like just pumping out of him and he's throwing them all at you is it the overwhelming factor mm-hmm. is it the unrealistic like he like that sense that it's it's unrealistic with the season of life that both of you are in is it like w- like what is it um it's a couple things do you, <laughs> do you feel it okay I hate this so much. How did this turn into hell? (laughs) This is like our segment about them, and now it's just about like fours. I Um, think we are doing something tied to the occult, I've decided, because we are in hell right now. (laughs) Okay, to answer your question, uh, it is the overwhelming like volume and intensity of ideas. It is also that I never know um how serious it is 
Yeah. Like, because it could just be like hours later or a week later, Richard's like, nope, never mind. <laughs> so, Can I just yeah. say something? Welcome yes. to my world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any <laughs> idea how serious I am. I also like, <laughs> I have to say, uh, when I told Richard about this, because because I did, I was like, hey, I'm struggling over here. Um, I totally framed it as like, you're not doing anything wrong, though. It's probably just me and I just probably need to like adjust or whatever. But he was extremely kind and gracious and humble and amazing about receiving that feedback. So, But my other, hey, let me guess this though. Rich, th- Richard, this is not the first time you've heard this. Like in life? Uh, in life. No. Like in Definitely life. Definitely not. I don't think it was the first time that day, right? Correct. <laughs> yes, I had it. That was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was only the second person to have a conversation with me about my emotional... Uh, in... In... Uh, in in what is the word I'm looking for? Insensitivity. Insensitivity. No. Yes, my emotional think, no, I like. I mean, don't you don't you think it's more maybe? like you're? You, I mean, for me, the whole thing is this: like pictures like come into my mind, or ideas come to mind, yeah. and they are very vivid and very intense, and so then mm-hmm. I communicate those with the same clarity or vivid connection that I have. Intensity. Yeah. And intensity that I have, and. Mm-hmm. That is verbally processing is part of how I'm working the idea out to figure out whether it is a legitimate idea or something that is incomplete. But those that are around me, especially those in which there are power dynamics where I'm a leader and they are trying their best to honor my leadership. And so Mm -hmm. it's very hard for them to decipher uh, is he being like, is he giving me a direction and an order? Is this a conversation? Like I'm allowed to give pushback or is this just a whimsical idea in his mind that he's going to forget about because the next shiny thing comes along next week. <laughs> and so, right. so like, so the, tr- the trick is always for the folks around me to go, like they need the ability to go, Hey, uh, you know that I love you as a leader. You know that I love you as a friend. This is overwhelming me. And uh, can you can you do a little more discernment or can you let me know, like, are you just talking out loud and I'm just the person in the room or is this like <laughs> mm-hmm. a conversation? So, uh, I mean, honestly, that was one of my wife freaked out when we first got married because she was like, you ideate constantly. And I thought you wanted to do all of those things. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm just talking, yeah. you know, and and it just took a while for her to go. Oh, you don't mean every single thing you say? I'm like, no, I'd go crazy. Why would you think yeah, I'd mean that? I really because I sound that. like it because I'm so intense. So, yeah, does that resonate? Does what I'm saying resonate with you guys? Yes. Totally. Yes. That's good. Yes, yeah. Somehow you turn it back on that us and really I feel helpful. like we had, we still did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so if if the fours in here want to talk about how annoying twos and nines are, you can go ahead and do that now. <laughs> let's, let's do that real quick. There's just the constant feeling of like, am I, am I taking advantage of a two? Like that's the, that's oh. the, right? Like, am I, am I, um, yeah, sure. It's just the feeling of like, I don't have clarity on why she is saying yes to this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, but the, but the, the truth is, is that, yeah, depending on her health, she she may or may not have clarity on that, you know? Like you may you right. may not be the only one that's lacking clarity. But the cool thing is actually because of the Enneagram, we've been hyper like aware of that. And so yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think that Bethany's been really intentional about that. The fact that she brought up what she talked about um to me is a big is a big deal, I think, and it has helped us to work through some of those things. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm doing when I say, give me like a week to think about that. Yeah. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh Jesse, yeah. what about nines? Um, <laughs> it's okay. I, I have a thick skin. I have a backbone, remember? Yeah. I feel oh, yeah, bad maybe yeah. there's like, there is that power dynamic you talked about that maybe this is an uncool yeah, like position I w- to put you in. I mean, I yeah, I work for Jesse. We work on other things. But we're also friends. Like, yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, you know, and it's not so much, it, you know, 
again, I think the same thing of what you just said, like, because the benefit of working on a project like something related to the Enneagram is that all this stuff that typically sits way buried underneath suddenly is now coming out on the surface and you have language yeah. to talk about those things. And so the the bigger struggle is, you know, is my experience with nines that are deeply unaware of how vague they are and how unclear and how non-declarative and how sort of sleepwalky mm. they are. And I, th and again, because I think, because Sam talks about these things, like, I just, I don't know. I like, yeah. Um, I, I don't experience that in our working relationship as much, you know, but I also, I also do recognize like, there's no way around the fact that like, I own the fact that, you know, being the boss, like there's a certain role that I have in her life that is different than say like a 100% peer that, you know, mm -hmm. like it is different. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say too, mm -hmm. like the Enneagram has been helpful. Like I'm able to articulate with more clarity um, and more specificity and Jesse gets what I'm trying to communicate. Like, uh, there was a time when, like, before we recorded one of our episodes, like, I just was really overwhelmed with trying to hold all the truth at once. Like, I think it was my nine stuff, my one stuff. And I just, like, couldn't articulate that. And it felt like there was a, so much pressure. And that was the first time that we went from, like, facilitating a conversation to actually posturing ourselves as teachers. So, spoiler alert, we recorded all of our episodes out of order. And we waited later mm. on in the uh, production to record episodes one and we've actually gone back and re-recorded some of the teaching stuff um, and I think part of that was because Jesse knew that as a nine I can kind of lean back and fade out and not exert myself and so I think he recognized and made some of those decisions to say like hey we're going to wait until you feel more comfortable and we're going to pull you in and that way you'll have more uh, fluency and articulation behind the mic but that was still overwhelming for me and I mm, I was awesome, luckily yeah. like we were, we were talking about the Enneagram and so I was able to somehow in the midst of what felt kind of like a panic attack <laughs> like just to say like this is a <laughs> lot and this is overwhelming and he knew with more clarity because of our our relationship and working in the Enneagram, just like, hey, like that makes sense. You're holding a lot of truth right now. You're yeah, trying to but, balance it all. But what was also interesting in that circumstance, though, is that Sam's body language was actually telling me before Sam actually saw it for herself. Yeah. Mm. I kept saying, oh, yeah. Sam, I kept saying, Sam, I don't, something's wrong. What, let's talk about this. And she kept going, I'm fine. And I kept saying, your body is telling me that you're not. Yeah. I, my arms were crossed. Like my, I was so stiff and like I couldn't even like, mm. I, my posture was was off. I knew something, and I knew something was off, but I didn't know what. It, I didn't have words for and it, the, and the I didn't. Thing, I couldn't. And for me, like I like whenever I do get stressed, I don't. I shrink back. I don't. I don't exert. Mm -hmm. So I don't really confront okay. Jesse. I never really say like, "Hey, I, I need this, this, and this." Like that. That articulation isn't present for me. I like. I I just get silent, and I think luckily Jesse sees that and is able to say like, "What do you need?" And that. I always cry every time he asks me that question. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, wow. it's that emotional realness, Rich. We, yeah. we make people cry. Yeah. You know, the other thing, the one other thing, too, like the, the one other thing I'll say, too, is that the interesting trigger for Sam that really suddenly made her feel overwhelmed initially was that our, our trailer showed up on the iTunes top 200 uh, in religion and spirituality. And, that mm -hmm. as a nine, that idea of, of suddenly being out in the spotlight was intensely overwhelming for her wow. as oh, to where for it. me, as, as opposed to for me, because of my personality type and the fact that I've been leading, for, like, I, I enjoy it. Like I, you know, it, it's, it's enjoyable for me. Yeah. And so, um, and so that, that was a real thing that we had to kind of have a heart to heart and talk through is. Um, you know, Sam, the world needs you to show up. And this is one of those side effects of that is that you're going to be out there, but you're going to make a difference. This is going to, it's worth this sacrifice of mm -hmm. you coming out from the shadows and having this discomfort because you're going to make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. But it was super challenging to know, like for me, it was just like the idea that like strangers were hearing us and friends were mm -hmm. hearing us family, but also like the people in my immediate circle were really excited about it. And that just felt like so much pressure that just felt like it was all compounding mm. at once. And so it was able, it was good for us to be able to say like, for him to recognize like, oh, like when you see us trending or whatever, like that kind of, that doesn't evoke the same response for you all the time. Like you're kind of like intimidated by that. That That's scary. That's jarring yeah. for you. And for as Jesse, like, and now I'm I'm a little more used to it, but yeah, initially I'm like, oh crap! Like people are listening to me, like they mm -hmm. like 
that that I am not used to and I never feel like I seek that out. And so for that to be happening, it just I didn't know how to deal with yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah. But we're good yeah. now. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for asking. We have one, one yeah. more segment and then we'll let you out of this cage you're in. <laughs> <laughs> like ready. Yes. Ready. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Here's what we're doing, guys. We have five questions for you. <laughs> All right. Um, but we're, but you're not answering them for yourselves. You're answering them for each other. Oh, okay. This is fun. Jesse, okay. number yeah. one, what actor would play Sam in a movie? <laughs> can I give him... Can I give him my uh, preferences? No, 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 okay. no, no. Okay. Definitely not. No, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. I'm trying to assert my opinions. It's like annoying. older Sam, I would say Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Is that because Beth McCord was Sandra Bullock? Nice. Oh, she was. Nice. I forgot. I She's I forgot awesome. about that. Okay, I like that. I just yeah. thought you were copping out because that was the nine yeah. episode answer. Who would you have said for yourself? Um, either Kristen Wiig, Emma Stone, or Tina Fey. Okay, yeah. Because wow. I just like the Emma Stone was one of my options. Good. Yeah. That's good. For Sam, what you would have said or for, for me? For myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's fine. Um, uh, Sam, who would what play would Jesse you say in for, a movie? For Jesse, yeah. Oh, gosh. What actress would play me in a movie? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking of like either like I'm trying to decide whether I want to go just like looks or like uh, personality and like influence because initially I said like somebody like Ben Stiller but I don't think that's I don't know if I like that answer um, oh I'm also not super into pop culture so I don't know names of people very easily um, uh, I know for myself I want to answer now no see here's the problem guys you just asked a nine nope, a question without without giving <laughs> yes. her a heads up <laughs> Yeah, so, it's going to be 20 so minutes. Good Stretching luck. her. Yeah, good luck in editing hell. Danny DeVito. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right, that's the answer, no. Danny DeVito. Uh, that's it. No. Uh, number no. two. Okay. <laughs> do, you have a, huh. do you have another answer? <laughs> no, I was going to say maybe the um, the guy from The Greatest Showman. I don't know what his name is. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Wolverine. Hugh yeah. Jackman. Sweet. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. No, that's, you, you that's, know, no, the greatest I'm showman. Going with Danny my, my, I'm writing down Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> good. Put good. that in the yeah. show notes. Uh, Number two, Jesse, what would you say to Sam's 21 year old self? <laughs> you knew Sam at no, It's you more Sam. like It's more like, what did I say to Sam's 21 year old self? Yeah, I joined Delta whenever I was 22. Yeah, what did you? Let's see, how old are you now, Sam? 24. You're 24, 23. 24. So I knew you at. 22. Yeah, 22, 23. Uh, yeah. yeah, at 22, Sam came into my office uh, to sit down and talk for a minute, and she broke down crying, <laughs> and I, my simple advice was, Sam, you need to go get some sleep, and, and was right. that was what she needed, so, um, well, that yeah, was but, uh, no, my, my, the easiest my thing, the, the, solved that way. The, 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 the best way I would have, I would have said, uh, I would have told Sam to, um, yeah, to show up because the world needs her to show up because she makes a difference in people's lives. That's great. And I would have thrown. I would have told Bethany to drink water. Yeah. What? I... <laughs> <laughs> what? Just, it's always a good thank advice. Thank you, Richard. Well, I'm just trying to think. What's like something equivalent to say... go sleep? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> drink more water. Um, I, I was super overexerted, really overwhelmed that week. So that nap advice was actually really helpful yeah what would i say to jesse when he's 21 um, yeah <laughs> 21 year not old when jesse. you're 21 oh i'm so when sorry uh, <laughs> get lose the guy lights the guy highlights he had frosted tips <laughs> oh wow. frosted um, tips he had he's that's amazing yeah he's an 80s baby so i would say um, um was the worst i would say you have a lot of influence in people's lives and um, you speak with clarity and don't underestimate the ability to influence and motivate people around you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Aw. Number three. So heartfelt. It is heartfelt. Number three. <laughs> how can friends and loved ones affirm someone with Sam's type? To remind them constantly that their their presence makes a difference. And that um, every time that they choose to show up and that they're bringing 
their true selves into the situation, whether that's good, bad, mixed up, whatever it is, but they, they're they making a difference and that their opinions, their presence, uh, that it, it just makes a, a, a huge difference in the rest of our lives and that we notice their absence when mm. they don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, that's good. All right. I'll be right back. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> that's really awesome. Sam, For me? Sam, um, so how would you, uh, how can friends and loved ones affirm someone yes, with Jesse's um, type? So I would yeah, say tell me. Um, recognize the gift that they are giving you um, with their expressiveness. Don't take that for granted. Um, listen and don't feel obligated to uh, fix or match whatever they're saying. They just want to be heard. And um, they are sensitive about the word being intense. So even if you're experiencing their emotions as intense, that feels like a mm. a jab that doesn't feel like just a descriptive term. So be careful with how you communicate uh, your needs to them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that is good. Cool. All of my roommates and some of my best friends are fours. So <laughs> it's like easy. <laughs> I like I'm thinking about Jesse and all the people I know. Um, how does the gospel speak to Sam's deadly sin of sloth? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, because we we are who we are, and we've received the good things we've received, the relationships that we've received. Um, I mean, all the good things in life come as a result of God laboring on our behalf. And so the good news of the gospel is that God labored on our behalf, and part of that labor is him even absorbing our debt, our debt of sin that's against him. And so for those that struggle with you know, with the the sin of sloth, um, he responds by saying, "You know, follow me. I've shown you the way. Um, come and work. Be a worker in the field. Be a part of my my kingdom. And in those times that you fail, forgiveness will be waiting for you." Um. So is it my turn? Yeah. Sure. How does the How does the, <laughs> how does the gospel right, How does the gospel speak to uh, Jesse's deadly sin of envy? Yeah, I would say this is a really specific question. Um, I would say that the Lord sees you and he's given you enough and he knows what he's given you. And it's not anything that you don't have is not a reflection of your lack. It's a reflection of God's specificity toward you. Mm, That's good. I don't know how you feel, Jesse, but. I felt spoken. I feel too. good. Feel shook. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's why I was quiet. Yeah. Um, Jesse, what I'm gonna just change one word here. Uh I'm gonna change do to should. Jesse, what scripture verse should uh Sam hold dear? Oh, that Sam should hold dear. Um Yeah. So Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. And the reason that comes to mind is because nines so often see conflict purely as a negative thing, but iron sharpening iron is an image of conflict and that when we step into conflict and we can see it as a redemptive, uh, transforming thing, that, uh, that that is where nines can actually find, you know, um, a piece that can only come by engagement and not a piece by avoidance. And mm, so, um, and so, yeah, so I would say, yeah. I would just say the reminder that iron sharpens iron. Every story we love always has that conflict in it. And so, um, uh, cause that's how characters change. And so I would say for the nine value that conflict. So yeah, iron sharpens iron. Awesome. That was really Sweet. good. Sam, well, you can beat that. I don't have a sermon prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, Jesus wept. Oh, <laughs> No, they don't need to think about that one anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we got that one down. So one of the, actually, I was going through like a, my devotional app that I have. And actually, this is the uh, verse that we talked about at church um, about uh, for God is a spirit and he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of spirit and in truth. Um, and I think for uh, that one resonates with me. And I think for the fours or for Jesse or for anybody listening, I think that a lot of times people with big uh Big senses and big emotions can um, can take that energy and run with it in one direction. And so I think 
uh, leaning into, okay, what is the spirit of God saying, but also what is the truth of this moment, being able to hold both of those. And whether that means slowing down and, and being more reflective or, um, or you know, seeking wise counsel and listening to the wisdom of others instead of just taking, uh, taking the sense, the spirit, whether it's the Holy Spirit or just like, I have an emotion, I have an idea and running with it. I think uh, the Lord longs for us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Well, also really good. Thanks, guys, so much. Wow. Yeah, thank yeah, you, guys. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this has been awesome and really fun. Um, and uh, yeah, yes. I don't know anything. I feel like probably the music fades out there. I have no idea how to end at this point. <laughs> Bethany, any ideas? Uh, nope. Okay. Just good job, everybody. <laughs> Yay. We did it. Any occult gross. We did it. We did it. We recorded our crossover episodes. This has been No Chill Enneagram. It is hosted and produced by Richard Clark and Bethany Perkins. Edited by Richard Clark. Theme music is Max Flashback by Lee Rosevere. We want to hear from you. If you're an Enneagram number 9, 4, 2, or 7... Feel free to leave a review on iTunes. If you are a six, please only do this if you trust us. If you are an eight or a one, please do not leave us a review on iTunes. But you can feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, where we'd love to be challenged by you or hear from your overflowing inner critic. Our Twitter handle is at NoChillEnyapod. That's at NoChillEnyapod. Enneagram number five. Please include us in your next exhaustive list of hilarious podcasts. And threes, you can just give us credit after we inspire you to do whatever amazing thing you're going to do next. If you're a number one through nine and you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are subscribable. This is an area code podcast.